Here he is, right? Oh, yeah. Tone, brilliant. How you I, doing? I, I just thought, you know, seeing as I worked for Romsenville for 12 years, uh, most of that time <laughs> with KD, that, um, you know, we can always wing it together. And Oh, oh this great. makes it even better, yeah, to be honest with you. I'm so happy about this. Um, oh, I saw you. I've just seen your messages as well. So <laughs> he is, he's just texted me. He is coming. It's just on a go slow. So um, those who didn't see it in the early hours of this morning, well, it wasn't that early hours for me, but it was early for hours you. for Mike. <laughs> Mike came on at half six and just brought... You set the tone for the day, Mike, actually. Your poetry and what you shared with <laughs> us, and, uh, it really did, actually. And And... Off the back of that, we've had a wonderful time since. And, um, well, Jam's now passed out in the other room. So we've managed to <laughs> wear her out. <laughs> we've managed to wear her out after all these uh, hours. And that's of... no mean feat, though. No, no, that's no mean feat. <laughs> <laughs> no mean feat. So, um, Mike, I think look, if you can introduce yourself and the, the wonderful work you do with um, Concrete Rose and what you founded, um, mm. and then and, and we can kind of take the conversation from there, if that's okay. Yeah, no, sounds good. Yeah, so Mike Farrington. Um, yeah, I guess I've been working with young people who are uh, who are finding life difficult or facing challenges for a long time now since um, yeah two thousand and three. Um, so yeah, good, good kind of seventeen, eighteen years um, in a variety of settings. So I worked for the Prince's Trust for a while early on, and uh, then worked for a people referral unit for a, for a good amount of time. That's where if, if young people get excluded from school, and then yeah, for the past twelve years. Up until uh, yeah, the end of last year, really, for Romsey Mill, uh, and for a bit of that time, overseeing the youth work team at Romsey Mill. Um, so that was a team of yeah, kind of fifteen youth workers working across Cambridge City and South Cambridgeshire, and a little bit in Peterborough. So that's my kind of history. Just passionate about working with young people, really, and uh, I love that. You know, I get more enriched than whatever you know I give to young people. But that's my that's my heart. That's my passion, really. And um, yeah, recently I've set something up called Concrete Rose, which is w w why I shared one of the poems earlier because the name comes from a poem by Tupac called "The Rose That Grew from Concrete." Um, but basically, I think first lockdown um, gave me a little bit of time just to to think and and kind of digest what the next phase of life was going to be about, so to speak. If that makes sense. And I, you know, I love youth work, and I still love youth work, and I still teach youth work for Romsey Mill. But um, I just felt we needed, I needed to start creating homes for young people, really, and particularly for the most at-risk young people. I felt if you didn't have a stable home, it's pretty tricky, really, actually, to move on and make progress. So that precipitated a couple of things. One was my wife and I going through the the fostering process. So um, uh, we've just been to panel, so we've just been approved. So hopefully, we can start. To yeah, foster well, done. well done, man. Sense. That's amazing, bro. Yeah. But hats off to anybody who's listening who's a foster carer because it's, it's amazing what you do. Um, uh, and the second thing was to start Concrete Rose. And uh, and one of the big things I wanted to respond to was during my time at Romsey Mill, I saw so many young people, 16, 17, 18, 19, leave difficult home situations, sometimes leave care, sometimes leave young offenders institutes, move to kind of larger and personal hostel type of virus often, if I'm honest, and the wheels fall off. There's a lot of risk. Mm um uh disincentivized work um yeah and um and, and not enough kind of wraparound support really and they just seem to get a bit lost in that um you know i was reading the other day that the average age for young people to leave home now in the uk is 23 apparently and that's young people from you know kind of stable homes and uh so what why you know young people with trauma histories and kind of a lack of family support networks you know, it's a real vulnerable time. So, some are not kind of ready to be 
on their own and independent 18, 19, 20, really. So that's what I want to respond to. You know, um, I want to respond to that initially. And so I spent the last yeah year really setting up something or, or putting the foundation, the groundwork in place to set up what's called a supported lodging scheme. Uh, which is essentially where we 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 um, we want members of the public or pe- people we know to open up their homes to young people, and it's a little bit like foster care, but for older young people. So there's a bit more independence, um, and hosts would be expected to be able to continue with their kind of work life and social life. But the role of Concrete Rose is to really provide all the wraparound care to make that happen, to make that work. So all the vetting processes and procedures for hosts, but then all the we give them 24-7 non-call support, loads of training, um, clinical supervision, and then loads of support to the young people as well. So they're not the young people will be in a kind of home environment, a bit more of an intimate environment where they can really flourish. But we also pair every youth, every young person up with a youth worker. And um, in, in the kind of Cambridge area, that youth worker will probably come from Romsey Mill. Yeah. <laughs> so nice, yeah. nice look. So KD might, you know, help us with some of the young people we support. Um, but really the heart is to create a stable, loving, caring, nurturing home uh, invo- you know, accommodation placements in home environments for for young people who need it most, really. Um, and and we're still really early in our journey. You know, we've probably how, how long start- has it been, Mike? How long has it been? Well, I first cut down my hours at Romsey Mill in uh, November twenty twenty, but to yeah. be honest, we should probably spent yeah a good a good 12 months just making sure we could offer the gold standard of supported lodgings and we wrote our kind of therapeutic trauma-informed approach we just spoke to a lot of people can we get it right i'd worked with young people for a long time but accommodation was new and i wanted to understand that field and so we got consultancy from some other people who are doing it brilliantly across the country there's a place called young devon who have 150 placements in devon just in amazing wow. work down there so we really tried to understand how they were doing it so well and um and followed a lot of their policies and procedures. So really, we only started publicising for hosts properly, probably in the autumn, you know, 2021. It um, just yeah. sounds amazing. And I, I I, didn't think it was possible to kind of pick up energy. And I should oh. because I deliver it online. But the energy, the, you know, the warmth, the, the vibes coming through the screen, even talking about the actual support that you're going to be putting into place is just humbling and mm. just amazing do you know what i mean in terms of what these young people can get access really. to it's just amazing we did so i spoke so i remember speaking to you on the phone mike um mm. i think it must have been when you first set up uh when yeah. you were first kind of were getting registered or something and your passion just came through like it, it just comes through in every sense <laughs> like honestly it's great it's, it's just wanting to help yeah. young people and understanding that once we can help young people then they will be in, in, empowered to go into adulthood helping others mm. and it's that ripple effect isn't it um and it yeah it just sounds really cool yeah definitely and i think you know um obviously i've got more passion i've always been really passionate about you know working with young people and i love it but um you know i hadn't maybe quite understood the the issues in the sector around uh particularly around care leavers so at romsey mill we we work with a, an eclectic mix of young people and and all facing difficulties maybe in some way but it wasn't just obviously exclusive to care leavers and now there's concrete roles, but I did want to get into the kind of how, what was the picture like for care leavers as mm. part of this project. And just some of the, just some of the, the, the kind of stats are, are, are awful really. I mean, it's just, I think we're just letting down that section of the population. I mean, still, you know, um, 
it's 25% of care leavers will be homeless within the first two years of leaving care. That's that's not right. You know, five, five times more likely to have a mental health breakdown, three yeah. times more likely to be out of work. You know, still, the estimates vary between 25% and 50% of our prison population are care leavers, yeah. even though they only make up 1% of the population. Certainly 56% of the young offenders, prison population are care leavers, even though they only make up 1%. It's just like, it's it's can't be it Where can't does that end? You know, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so even getting more into that, I've really, uh, yeah, it's kind of sparked it. We just, it's just a, it's a justice issue, really, isn't it? It's not, yeah, <laughs> we can't it's let it continue. Actually, quite interesting. We're talking about mental fitness, um, Alex mm. and I, and, and I know we're going to probably bring KD in shortly, yeah, but how do you, wings, yeah. how do you maintain really? that modicum of positivity, Mike, when you're, when you're kind of hit with those stats and hit with that information, which is unjust. And especially now, right, we've got so much at our disposal in terms of resources. How do you keep yourself mentally well when you're, when you're kind of approached with, su with, with such information? Yeah, definitely. I just think it's using it in the right way, isn't it? But you're right. I mean, it's not as though you, you read that stuff and it's it affects you emotionally. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you can't, I don't think, yeah. read that and not be affected emotionally. So it's not it's not like you, you're always on the high. But I think you just try to use it in the right way to do mm. a little bit, to try and make a little bit of a difference where you can, really. It's and you talked to... about clinical supervision. Clinical supervision mm. is something that is afforded mm. to a minority of people, if they're lucky, mm. where they have mm. the opportunity to download and off offload those emotions that you will inevitably get, right? Um, that's something that not everybody is afforded. So I love the fact that, you know, and I talk about kind of the clinical supervision being that opportunity to talk to people about what's, mm, what's kind of mm. coming up for you. But we can all access that kind of support, I suppose, within our own networks. It's just being aware yeah. of who that person is. No, definitely. I think relationships are really key, aren't they? I mean, just yeah. per se. I mean, we've been writing our therapeutic approach and one of our key, the first thing we want to do is give young people safe accommodation. But the second thing we want to do is really increase the number of relationships, positive mm. relationships around yeah. each young person, because I think one of the big issues is that kind of relational poverty. Um, and there's a great guy called Bruce Perry, who's done a, who's a kind of leading psychiatrist in America. And for all his work in academia, his basic premise of trauma-informed care is do whatever you can to increase the number and quality of relationships around a young person's life. And that's something I certainly tried to bring to Romsey Mill, just a sense of what we need to be doing is really facilitating a network of relationships around every young person we support, as well as around ourselves, mm -hmm. that enables... Um, uh, yeah, that promotes mental health, I think. Yeah, that's nice. And and, and not only that, also pushes us, challenges us, mm. you know, mm. isn't just about the that side of thing. I think it's really important for anyone. I mean, we'll, we've all had to question that at some point in our lives, I think, in terms of transitioning from network. You know, as be, a lot of people will be listening to this are business owners. Mm. Mm. Shifties is a business network. Because it's, it was designed because the existing systems and uh, organizations that promote positive networking and, you know, sell that dream. Yeah. Well, quite fundamentally, they sell it. Yeah. Uh, that, that, mm. that was wrong. And, and the way that they position it all is wrong. You should challenge each other. You should support each other. If you come to a mastermind, I'm going to challenge you. <laughs> when Danielle and I first met, um, remember with Justin, we went for a curry. You came along for one yes. of our things. Yeah, I was like, what and, is this? Poor Danielle had to sit opposite. So, <laughs> Justin, you'll hear from later. I think he's on after Steve Whitney, actually, um, about half three ish. 
And he, I call him the English Tony Robbins. Yeah, mate. I got, I, yeah. You got Danielle I got, got Justin. the full Justin treatment, Justin. you know, full coaching across the curry table. It was great, though. <laughs> but that's what network's about. That's mm. what community is about. That's what having good people around you that don't accept your bullshit mm. and actually call you out on that yeah. sometimes. Mm. Say, questions, yeah, that's yeah. What it's, about. it's not all about positive encouragement. It's actually, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out on what you're, mm. what you're saying to me because that's good for you. Yeah, challenging. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's been written about in the academic world for a long time. It's social capital, you know, that's that on a sense of that's what we need. But you're right. It's about, yeah, just rubbing off one another sometimes, isn't it? And sharpening these. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Mike, before I bring KD on, and, and, I, yeah. and I'm, I'm almost certain he won't mind you hanging around for um, for him being up here, because I think it's quite, kind of perfect timing, actually, given the, your, your role and relationship. Um I asked earlier, what's the most, and now we've got, uh, now now it's no longer 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> we're not just reading poetry at each other, uh, romanticizing around the words within. Um, the, what are you most excited about for 2022? I'm excited about, yeah, having young people in placement with families that can give them families or individuals or couples or whatever it is that can give them some support i mean that does excite and it doesn't have to be big numbers if we get you know we're aim is to get 10 if we can get 10 young people in a place where they're loved and cared about and they've got a solid foundation to the future honestly i'll, I'll be over the moon with that mm-hmm. absolutely delighted so I'm excited. I'm nervous. And I think the same comes, you know, personally on a personal note, foster care. I think exactly the same. Excited and nervous, you know, can I do it 24 seven? I can do it in a youth <laughs> club. Can I do it? But yeah, so I think my overall emotions at the moment are excited and nervous. About everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, honesty, man. Honesty. Well, look, man, we're all rooting for you, yeah, dude. Absolutely. Like absolutely. Like, now is now is your, your time to, to build your legacy off the back of the the amazing passion you have for what you do. So, a massive shout! Be sure to put a, a link in to Concrete Rose in the comments on the live stream okay. on Facebook, LinkedIn, and uh, okay. everyone do give Concrete Rose a shout out. I know you're on Instagram as well, so wherever is prominent for you. Uh, but everyone, please do support. Now, KD's finally worked, managed how to uh, figure out how to use his laptop, so he's uh, waiting to come. <laughs> <laughs> to I can say that to him while he's not in here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, a... I've got you, KD. Don't worry, mate. Right, let's get you on stage, my man. There he is. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing, man? You're on mute. You're on mute. Or you're... Uh, wait a second. Just check your mic settings at the bottom. There's a little cog. Cam slash mic. Click on that. It's probably um, under audio. Just check what input device you've got going on. Because at the moment, there isn't one. In my office, I'm going to put something at the back that says you're on mute. Not on mute, though, in this case, to be fair. Oh, oh got wait it. a second. Got you. Am I working? Yay! Yay! Welcome! <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good, thank you. How you doing? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Not bad. How you doing, Max? So, you Sorry. Yeah, okay, I good to see you. Him. You all right? Him, so I'm good, thank you. I'm good, I'm good. Good, good are you cool for Mike to to hang around for this as well? Because I think you can no, I'd, rather not, I'd rather him not be a part. <laughs> Is he going to tell us stories about you that you don't want us to know? Potentially. <laughs> NDAs, mate. NDAs. <laughs> so, KD, 
Can you can you introduce yourself uh, to the community and to those that are watching now? Who's KD? What does KD stand for? And uh, you know, how do you spend your time? Um, what the name? The name came from um, when I was younger. My uncle was a DJ, and um, his name was Kenny D. And then I just kind of adopted the name as as a youngster. Because to me, he was like the greatest person in the world. I mean, like when I was younger. And then, um, what, what do you mean? Like, what do I do at Romsey? You as a human, you at Romsey, wherever you want to take that, you can take it. Well, obviously, first and foremost, I'm a father. That's the most important. To, that's my most important job, I feel like. Um, yeah. And then, um, obviously, I work at the Romsey Mill where I... Um, I do music with young people and um, you and choose music as a tool to obviously bring progression to really the community that I'm from at this point, but not just the community that I'm from, but also I work in other areas like Peterborough. So I'm just using that as the tool to, um, yeah, to bring positivity and progression. But I'm very, very fortunate the fact that I get to work with such amazing young people that are so talented. So, um, yeah, and that's my thing, really. At this point, and, the, and they are talented. I mean, some of the <coughs> music is just phenomenal. Do, do <laughs> I dare ask when the next album's out? Is it still touchy? You, dare, you can't. You can dare to ask. Um, <laughs> right, <have> the answer. <laughs> uh, I, I think um, we're on a good path. I think um, we just had a meeting about it on last week. I think we're like very, very, very close. So I, I reckon it, by March, hundred nice. percent by March. So yeah, nice. like yeah, everything, like all the, all the hard bits being done. It's just the um, it's just getting the mix and uh, mastering um, what it deserves. I feel like just what what it, the, the level it deserves. I, I feel like we've done something like this before, and I just want it to be um, like put a lot more into this one because of how much they've put into it. So yeah, that's just where we're at with that really. Thank KD, I've got a question because last yes. week I delivered a training course to the Young Parents Programme there um, at Romsey Mill and oh, well, it was done online. So that's what I do as part of my social enterprise. I deliver those courses for free. Right. I've been doing it for a number of years. And yeah. there was a really important question that was posed up on this course by one of the young people. We talked about music and I love music. I sing in a band. I've grown up. When you said Kenny D, I was like, is that Kenny Dope? Nah, I can't be. I think he's American. Honey. But anyway, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so we were having a conversation and I need to understand something. I've got a 14 year old boy. My girl's 12 and Sebastian, my son, he won't mind me saying he's kind of found garage music, which is lovely because my husband's a DJ and right. and my daughter sings all sorts. We're quite a musical family, but I don't know what drill music is. Right. So I'd like for you to tell me if you know what drill music is defined by, because one of the young parents was saying, well, I like drill music and his girlfriend didn't like it. I was going, well, is that what my kids listen to? I don't think so, but I'm not sure. You're probably best place to tell me with the work that you do. Um, I know music to be as grime, um, garage. What's drill music? This is just my opinion. Yeah, this is just my opinion. I feel like in, in England, yeah, we like to... Um, change the names of music a lot. Like, uh -huh. so, so if you if you if you think about like um, hip hop, yep, um, in America, yeah, they they yep. always they always change it. 
They, they, okay. I mean, sorry, they don't ever change the name. Like, it's, it's evolved, but they never ever change the name of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, if you just yeah, yeah. from the 80s all the way to now, uh, 20, like 2000s, 2010, 2000, it's always stayed as hip hop. Right. But in England, like, garage music, like, it, it started with drum and bass, I feel like, then it hit like house and garage, and then obviously evolved from there into grime. And then mm. uh, it evolved from there into um, um, like drill music, um, and I just feel like that is just what it sounded like at the time. Okay, so it's so a moment garage, in time as opposed to the actual music. A hundred percent. So garage okay. music was just what it was sound. What London or the other cities sound like at that time. Then when yeah. grime came, th- th- that's like when my generation was coming through. That's mm. just what it sounded like at that time. Like the way right. the dress, everything, that's what it sounded like. And now drill is what that generation is sounding like at this point. I love that. I love you know that explanation. Yeah. And it makes total sense to me. And I've been talking to Alex about like books and one book, Will Smith, um, he talks about like the evolution of hip hop. Um and the way in which it kind of you, which you've just said. So yeah, it's fascinating. Sorry, I know we've taken this no, completely down the music route, um, nice. but yeah, fascinating. Well, musicians really meeting each other yeah. will inevitably mean we talk about music. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. And I, I love the fact that you've talked about it being a moment in time and a generation kind of utilizing their, you know, their their time really for, for that. It's music. their voice, it's isn't it? It's, mm. the, it's their voice of that time. Like garage music was that's, that was the voice. It, it was it was the vibe. It, yeah, I'm on a podcast. Hi, cousin. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Love that. Love it. Well, let, let's stay. Let's stay there because actually, you know, conversate. Obviously, I've met you a couple of times now. Um, yep. We've had a lot of conversations, a lot of interesting, you know, <clears throat> ideas and projects that may come to light over the next year or so. Yeah fundamental to all of that is actually the role that music plays in your life and the mu- and the, the role that music plays in young people's lives every single day yeah why 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 is that and why is that so important to understand before you try to get involved in actually having a conversation with a young person what do you mean sorry sorry ask the question again sorry sorry so so your relationship with music yeah. Why is it so important that we, as people that care about young people, that want to support young people, understand yeah. why that relationship with music is so important before you start to engage with them? Why is my relationship so important? With well, but any of ours, you know, we're all we're all sat here. You know, Mike's just you know sat here and told us about you know the work he's doing with Concrete Rose and the work he's done with Romsey Mill. You've we've sat in a room before with your rest of your colleagues and talked about, you know, the importance of lock and key and how that, when that emerges and why that's so important, yeah. why that's all, that's all surrounded around one subject and that's music. Mm, how important is it? Why how is important, important is yeah. music to young people? It's so important because it's their voice mm. and, and, and everybody has some sort of, anybody I've ever met has some sort of like in touch with music. And I, I just think it's, it's such a powerful thing. I mean, if you take drill, for example, like you were just talking about, yeah, like the amount the amount of problems that that genre has caused in terms of um, content, whatever, 
because it is the voice of that generation and how it's mm. being used and people are like, oh, it's negative or whatever. But do you see how powerful it is? Like, it's just so powerful. That is why it's so important. Music just really is so important. Do you talks, think that when you talked about that drill music and you're talking about the content of that and some people are kind of dissing it saying, oh, it's too violent, it's too this, that and the other. Yeah. Is it is it just mirroring a lifestyle that people are falling into or is it more around um, the feelings and thoughts and, and processes around that? So it's like an outlet more than anything else. It doesn't necessarily correlate with a, with reality. Well, I'm in two. I'm in. Two, I'm almost in two minds about drill. But the truth, the truth. I feel like the truth is this: it is a reflection of what's going on. So sometimes, so pe so people will complain, yeah. But that is what is going on. Mm, yeah. with, with it, there, with it there or not, with drill there or not, that is still happening. Um, yeah. But the problem is, I, I I have to say it can influence as well because I've seen it. I've seen like kids that aren't from bad areas that haven't had it, not had been in certain environments in their entire life. And then they'll listen to a couple of drill tunes, get a couple of Stone Island jackets and and a couple of hoodies and <laughs> think they're, life. Yeah, they're yeah. from that life. You know what I'm saying? So there's, there's, there's like two sides to it. I, I do think it's important. I feel like drill is very important because of what it has caused. And it's made people go, oh, yeah, like you have to know what's going on kind of thing. You have mm. to... Um, pay attention what's happening in these in bigger cities with a younger generation in certain environments like it's making the government and everyone pay attention which is what i'm happy about but yeah. what i don't like is the people that are listening to it and then going yeah like i'm from that life and really they're living in a detached house in some sort of village like do you not think that's always been the case though when we think about music and the history of music you know we think about the rock you know the rockers and the, and the f the police and the yeah, and the queen and yeah, punker, yeah yeah what did they say about the queen i'm sure she banned something didn't she like yeah. in the 60s or saying there was tunes that that were that were you can't play them because it was kind of blasphemous or whatever it may or may not be. Music has always been an outlet for people to talk about their feelings, and it often mirrors what's going on in society as well. So now this is just this this generation of time to express themselves I just, in a way. I just find it really like just to dig. I just want to dig in on this, and Mike as well. Feel free to like to chip in as well. Yeah, to turn turn the other way, KD. Have the have the light on you, not behind you. Well, let's see your face. Yeah, we don't see your face, man. Sorry. That's it. Yes. Hey, there we go. So someone, so someone once taught me, Tom Fordham, who's a wonderful videographer, flab. Framing, lighting, audio, background. <laughs> flab. <laughs> like it. Yeah, that's how okay, I remembered it. That's, all, that's just how I remembered it anyway. Very well. Um, so I want to just dig deep, deeper on that. because So you talked about out, outlet, outlet, outlet. The music is an outlet. But what I, the fundamental of my question really was how you're, which is why I just absolutely love what you do, man. Like you're using music to go in. You're, you're, you're embracing that, that, that is the music. You're saying, Hey, come into the studio, come and come and, you know, let's, let's, let's do this together. Let's, let's bring this on. And then you're making an album out of that. Can you, can you just share some of your personal experiences on that journey of creating an album with young people using that as a vehicle for change Same rather fact, than yeah. you know but i think that's amazing i don't think there's many people doing that um, I, I, music 
at, the, at this point, I feel like it's just, it's such a, it just, it just engages with everyone so well. But I, with, with the music, when I'm using it to build a little, the project with the young people, it, it's just so easy to get them to, I don't know, and dip into different elements of their life. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so, it, like, it's really not, it's, it's, it might sound like, oh, yeah, you're just working with young people and then you've just made this album. But all these people, it's, t- it's taken building that relationship first before we can get to that point. Um, but what we all had in common was that we all love music. So it, after after the relationship, it, it gets built. It wasn't hard to then, you know, right, we're going to do a song about this or this and or letting them talk. But they always want you to know really what's going on with themselves. So it, it's, it makes it a lot easier. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's not forcing people, is it? It's like giving them an outlet. Sorry, Mike, go for it. No, it's just, I just—I mean, just off the back of what you said, that's one of the unique things about Roms. I mean, Kay's amazing at it, but one of the unique things about Roms, he almost has two skills when it comes to youth work. One school says, "Let's look at the risk and the problems, and let's try and mitigate them," and the other one says, "Let's look at all the positive stuff and all the what all the things you have in you, and let's let you express that and become all you can be." And and essentially, youth work nationally, there's two schools of thought really. Um, and Rumsey Mill very much fits into what's called that positive youth development approach, relational-based positive youth development approach. What's all the skills, talents, interest, activities you've got in you, and how can we help you express that? And KD is an absolute genius at doing that from a music point of view. Thank you, mate. What an endorsement. What an endorsement. Now, I, feel, I felt it from the moment I walked in sat down with you guys like it's just that's why i'm just massively inspired by it Mm. and the thing is about this as well which i think when it comes to music is that music is is within us is you know how much i love music yeah. you know i constantly i'm dancing around you my get house. In the studio over with seriously guys. Uh, when i'm singing i'm in my happy place it's what i do it's where i go in order to feel better and what i love about this project is the fact that they're not doing anything other than provide that space you don't you're forcing people to talk about it you're not forcing people to kind of bring up everything there's you know music is a form of therapy for an awful lot of people it's cathartic you give you know you're empty i've been in the studio before plenty of times and you're finished when i'm writing music i'm I'm done you know i've I've given everything that i've got to that track or to that vocal or whatever that may or may may not be you've heard people crying in studios do you know what i mean the emotion that you get attached to it that's amazing. Amazing vehicle for everything. Kay knows that he knows his disruptive, disruptive audio. Flab, <laughs> flab, flab. <laughs> he's moving on. He's on the move. I'll ask you. I'll ask. We'll come to Kay in a second. Mike, the the. Uh, how important is it to the communities around Romsey Mill that Kay is from the communities around Romsey Mill? It's, it's massive. It's absolutely massive. And that was a big, big thing at Romsey Mill. Um, we always talked a lot about what we would say was the indigenous leadership. And that's people from the community um, really becoming leaders in that community and not only being role models, but facilitating kind of change and bring and, and empowering others within that community to, to kind of to kind of step up and shape that community. I think it's it's absolutely key. Um is that we get more community leaders and and, and Kay's kind of the, the first of that 
batch, but then there's been others behind you, Kay, haven't they? You've kind of trained up, like thinking of Callum and, and others. The kind of people from the community understand the community, can be positive role models to that community, but can empower the community. I think there's nothing more powerful than, um, yeah, it's absolutely key to community development from a broader standpoint. Oh, don't get me started. And that's the thing, you, you build up trust. You know, people that are at Romsey Mill trust KD. They trust the people that work there. They've built up that amazing, you know, network of community. You talk about a wider community focus, mate. <laughs> if we had more people that oh. looked and don't get uh, Alex and Alex and I talk about this stuff all the time. This is why our society doesn't work. There's not enough representation at the top to be able to eat down for the rest of society. So that trust that Romsey Mill have brought with the young people is just phenomenal. We're talking about UK. What are you saying? Oh, I 100% agree. I just, as I've got older, I've just realised that basically, when it comes to that community work, and that it's so important that the community get involved, especially like key people in a community. Um, it's, it's so important that um, they somehow get involved. So I'll give you an example. I won't say their names. Like the other day, um, I was at a wake to um, someone's. Uh, um, it was a friend of my mum, sorry, she'd passed away. And like, so our community, the whole community was there. It's like a, like the Caribbean community where um, loads of different um, people's like Caribbean grandparents first came here, do you know what I'm saying? So everybody's there. And um, a, a friend of mine come up to me and said, um, I just want to show you um, some respect and love because you've played like a father role to my son. <coughs> And he's talking and he's, he, he's like giving me a lot of respect to that. But um, I got to a point and I said to him, but he's still here though. Do you know what I mean? Like your, 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 son's, your son is still here. It's not like he's gone. So it's like important for you to now like step back in for th this community coming up because we have to take responsibility of our own community. We have to take mm. responsibility for the younger generation coming up. It's all good and well going, oh, you're doing a really good job. But yeah. brother, you need to come and help as well. Do you know what I'm saying? Because he is um, quite a serious person in my community, maybe known for maybe the wrong things, but all the youngsters look up to him. Do you know what I mean? And we just had like a bit of a deep chat and then we met up after that. And now, and a couple of um, my, my friends are now getting involved at Romsey. Um, I've got one mate who um, he lives, still lives in the same area that he grew up in and now he's helping on a Tuesday night. <laughs> Where, and the young people know his CV of mm. his old crime activity. Do you know what I'm saying? When he was younger. So he just has that respect from them. So when he's telling them, you shouldn't do this, they're listening to him. Do you know what I mean? Somebody else they might not listen to. So I just know that everybody needs to kind of step up. And, and if, if we want, if we really want change, it's going to take everyone. Do you know what I mean? Mate, honestly. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Goosebumps. <laughs> honestly. For the first set today. Yeah, set? honestly, like it's just yeah, it's phenomenal, man. You know how much respect I've got for for what you guys do. It's just it really is just amazing. I mean, what like, if you're listening to this back? If you're listening to this now, whether you're you know in London, Cambridge, Oxford, wherever you are listening to this, and you're you know you're inspired by this sort of you know, this conversation, and I'd ask this, to, I'd actually ask this to all three of you. Okay, Mike and and Danny, what what can you do? To, what what can you? What what is the best thing you could do? Right, you get up, it's quarter to ten. You know, you just finished your workout, whatever. You're you're listening to this in the background. 
I'm go off today. I'm going to make a change in my community. What what would you do? What would you, what's your step number one? I'll start with UK. Um, just bringing positivity. Like everything, just takes small little steps. Yeah. Say if you're you come from some sort of lifestyle, and you want to make change around you in that community with lifestyle, it just takes one little thing just to start. Just so you might there might be a young person that you know in that community that's doing a bunch of badness, yeah? And and you know that young person has some sort of respect for you, some something, or you know you can talk to that young person. Just saying one little thing on that day can make a change. Like, like hearing, I think we, we, we're too quick to point and blame um, our, our young people in different communities. Like, oh, they're just, you know, this, this generation now, like... No, we need to start understanding them and and talking to them, and talking to them. Do you know? Understanding. I'm 37. Yeah, I've got I'm two daughters. I've got a daughter. No, I can't believe it, man. I've got a daughter on the way on Sunday. I've got another daughter that's going to be born hopefully this Sunday. Yeah, and like that, even my seven-year-old, who's it will be eight next month, their generation is very different to my generation. So for me to point at that generation and just judge them, um, mm. it, it, it's not helping. I need to understand them. I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, what? They, they do group chats. Like they, they do, like they do group chats. Bullying. That one. That one. A thing when I was younger. Like online. How much pressure the youngs this generation has to go oh, through? That's horrible, man. Horrible. Look, everything because it's all like on the internet and stuff like that. Like we have to understand that before we're judging, and and that's I think that's where, for me, the start of change is trying to understand them and seeing, okay, so where are things going wrong, and who are raising our children, like who who is raising our children at this point, and and I I think the internet has a massive massive input in that, so yeah. let's start trying to like understand that, and you know, and. Um, I don't know, just make sure that, that um, we, we, we're feeding them with the right stuff. Wow. Love that. There's a saying that you've just kind of triggered for me, which is seek first to understand before seeking to be understood. For real, I love that. Isn't it? Like, seek first to understand before seeking to be understood, which is all about finding out what those gaps are, finding out what's missing. And to answer your question, Alex, find out what's going on people can only think and lead from their own experiences i've heard people go oh that's not really a problem for us is it well it might not be a problem for you but it might there is a problem for what's going on in our society you know we've talked about what's missing here in our community and that's interesting kd but there's a big building behind where i live i said to my husband who djs and has been djing for a long time DJ with people like the Dream Team and all of those lot back in the day, right? So, you know, it went from there and, well, you know, I'm just saying. And um, and going, well, actually, what we're missing here, maybe we need to go and get a studio. Do you remember I saying to you, let's get a studio. Let's get, you know, my husband can do some DJing um, with the kids and we can, my daughter sings. Let's, let's get, and just shut down because the people in charge don't understand that that, actually that space and that sense of creativity and which sparks community which means they're off the streets and they've got somewhere to express themselves is frustrating because it, it it doesn't get taken seriously so for me in terms of what you can do find out what's lacking and try and fill that space love that love that that's layer that layers so beautifully 
Okay, Mike, you got to add to this. Yeah, no, it's not easy, is it? No, but I think <laughs> that, that, what, what has been said, I mean, it reminds me of something that the late kind of Desmond Tutu or word he used, which is Ubuntu, in the sense that we're all connected. I am because we are, the sense that how can I be happy if somebody else is sad? It's that sense of, I think, as, as both of you articulated, taking a bit of responsibility for the wider community. And I don't think that has to be big steps. But just little things can make a difference. So wherever you are, it might be with young people. It might be just seeking to understand young people on your doorstep. It might be just being a bit more friendly to your neighbours. It makes me think I need to be a bit more friendly to my neighbours. I don't know. I just need to. I just think little steps, but recognizing that if we all, if everybody prospers, we all prosper, so to speak. That's the that's the kind of thing. And I think, as both have said, little things can make a difference little a big difference little words of encouragement little opportunities just to seek to understand and build relationship not to you don't have to you don't have to do mega things but just to just to listen shows you care so i think for everybody who's listening i'd just say yeah little steps can make a big difference and um and if we're all doing it it's got it's got it's got to make change no yeah and yeah and stay playful stay curious it's funny like in my kitchen me and my kids were singing something something by RD the other day and um, there's a song called Body out at the moment and I've got I've got the lyrics yeah I'm just saying like it's not my music right but I'll watch my kids and they are properly like emceeing and they're loving it in the kitchen and me and my husband don't know the words but we're in there bopping with them do you know what I mean and they're encouraged by that they and I don't necessarily like that kind of music it's got a beat so it's not too bad but we're encouraging them to enjoy that and so let's encourage people to express themselves and to find out. Actually, it might not be my kind of music, but I'm, I can see how much you're enjoying it. As I'm going to sit and listen to this review and I might learn something. So it's about being curious and staying open minded and staying as youthful as you can. And remembering also that we were all that age. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and that's it. it's exactly that, though. Like, I remember, I remember being younger and. Um, like the transition from garage to grime was starting to happen. And I'm 16 years old and I'm playing Dizzy Rice, School. I love you. And my mum don't understand what the hell is going on. <laughs> like, she like, what is this? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, this is nuts. Um, but 100%, I agree. Like, just, I think just listening and it, and being in tune with what they're, they're listening to, like just giving it at least a chance and trying to understand it at least instead of just always yeah. judging do you know what i mean um, although kd yeah. you'll laugh because some of the lyrics i'll stop the song and go well guys like uh, is there any questions about what you've just said does anyone want to talk about this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so when he said that i think that's what he meant and my kids are like oh god stop it it's just gross <laughs> but it is definitely playful but again like it, it that song it starts a conversation as long as you engage with it yeah. you engage with it that's yeah. the difference right we're learning here we're all learning here amazing look this has been wonderful absolutely brilliant having you on okay have you got so i've asked everyone this question what are you excited for in 2022 like that could be you personally obviously we congratulations another baby on yeah, the way that's you know that's amazing, that's a cop that's a cop out in this question by the way um you can't say that um <laughs> what are you excited for in 2022 i think my, my thing this year is just to try and think more positive but i, I mean that for everything for work for my community for anybody really just to, um yeah just 
kind of have a bit more of a positive thinking um, and just, you know, um, seeing progression in, in everything, in every aspect of my life. That's what, that's what I want. But um, yeah, I'd say that's my thing for 2022. Um, and that's what I'm hoping for. I like that. I like that. Well, look, yeah, take it from me. I'm sure Mike and Danny will back me up on this. You know, you're a huge inspiration, man. You I'm really coming, are. man. I'm serious. I'm coming over to Ronzi. I want to see this. Yeah, with my own eyes. Huge inspiration, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Has this been recorded? Yeah, yeah, it's recorded, man. Quality. Yeah, I'll get it. By the way, as well, you've got a message here from one of the community, Luke. You need to get. You need to reach out to his mate, Daniel Henry, from Unit 03 Music. Okay. He works with young people, DJing, producing, think you get on well. Maybe Luke, you could hook him up with a uh, contact. See progression, see that? Amen. And uh, love, love from the community as well. Congratulations on the baby. Thank you. Awesome. Look, this has been an absolute wonder. Thank you so much, both of you, Mike, for coming on earlier and then coming back on again and to share so much about Concrete Rose. Please engage with Concrete Rose. Please engage with Ramsey Mill. When Kay gets that album out, please oh, buy yeah, the album. Stream it. yeah, it's going to be launching with Cat Bud. We're going to get Cat Bud and, and Ramsey Mill in the same room together. It's going to be fire. We're going to literally set Cambridge on fire with Cat Bud and music. 